What's up, everyone? In the trenches, content, NFL starting. We gave you predictions what we think. Saints, Chiefs, I think we both agree Saints, Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, there's so much could be said about about that, you know, maybe matchup. Uh, historic quarterback in Drew Brees. The young guy that already has a ring in Patrick Mahomes. But today is not about that. Today we're going to start our series off um, – with the divisions. We're going to go through every single division. We're going to start with the AFC East because we're Dolphin fans and we're going to knock that out of the park. Uh, it, for the most part, is a pretty – some interesting things going on. There are a lot, a lot of question marks in the whole division, um, including the Bills. I, we both think the Bills are going to win the division, but they still have question marks also. We'll get to them at the end. First, we're going to start – with who we think is going to be the last place team, and probably everyone else thinks they're going to be the last place team because they are still rebuilding. Um, and that is the Jets. So, Box, what's up, man? How you doing? First of all, I'm very happy to be here again. Uh, the Jets, they're, they're an interesting team because when you look at them on paper, you know, they have names. They, I think they had a very, very good draft. You know, they were able to get Mekhi Becton in the in the, I think the 13th pick overall. I was really looking at him to hopefully slip to the Dolphins. I mean, he's a, he's just a wall of a freaking tackle. That guy's a monster. Uh, he's really going to help that offensive line. They got that guy Denzel Mims from Colorado uh, later on. Speedy receiver. I mean, I think probably the fastest receiver in the draft. Um, and I always liked Sam Darnold coming out of college. I saw him play in USC, and – I remember telling a friend of mine, my problem with Darnold was I didn't think he was ready. I think he came out a year too early. I think he could have used another year in, in, in college. And I think he's got a lot of tools. He's, you know, he's got all the tools, but I don't know if, if, if maybe his, his uh, quarterback career is being stunted as opposed to helped by Adam Gase. Uh, but I think he, he just needs a little bit more seasoning. Maybe he's just not ready yet. I think in maybe two or three years, if he continues, he's got all the tools to be a very, very good quarterback. Um, you know, he's got the arm, he's got the smarts, he's got the the, the, the build, he's got everything. Um, he, you know, he didn't put it together last year. I, like I said, I just, I think he's, he just, he's gonna, need, he's gonna need a couple of more years of seasoning, which is why I think the Jets, even though they got Frank Gore, even though they got Mekhi Beckton, even though they got Darnold, and they got a lot of players, they got a, they got a hell of a, of a starting lineup. I think they're going to finish last because at the end of the day, and I'm not saying this is a bitter Dolphins fan. I say this because I think Adam Gase's ego is going to get the better of him and he's going to have the bad tendency to middle of the season implode, you know, and, and he tends to lose the locker room because he's a very stubborn guy. He wants things done his way. When they work, it's great. Read 2016 Dolphins. When it works, you know, Jay Ajayi went for 1,200 yards. We went to the playoffs. Everything was great. When it doesn't work, uh, you know, he, sit, he sits and sulks and he doesn't want to blame himself. He blames everybody but himself and he tends to lose the locker room. I think it's going to be more the soap opera that's going to bring the Jets down than the actual talent. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I, I agree with Adam Gates. Adam Gates, obviously, he, he's a good coach. I think uh, when he wants to and when guys want to get behind him, you obviously, like us being Dolphin fans, we saw him. Right. You know, on a Sunday, Sunday basis, I guess. Uh, and we saw the news and we saw 
you know, all the hype about him. And then we saw all the players collapse on him. And it was, it was, for me, I was not very happy at first. Look, when Adam Gase left the Dolphins, I was pissed. I was very mad because I thought Adam Gase was uh, the best coach in my generation that I've seen. I think um, at least he was the, he was a coach with the least question marks as far as like uh, what he could do. We, right. I think everyone knows Adam Gase is a good coach and he can coach. Um, but like you said, he, he he's not a player's – he's not Brian Flores. He's not a player's coach. Right. He's, uh, he's going to do it his way, and if you don't like it, then you know what? There's a door. Um, and that sometimes doesn't work for guys uh, of this caliber. He's still think- younger as far as a head coach. I, I, and I'm glad you brought that up. Another issue I, had, I always have with Gase is this. He always wanted to be Belichick. He wanted to act like, you know, it's my way or the highway. And, I've all, and I always said, even when he was the Dolphins, if you're going to do that, you better have a track record. Yeah. See, Brian Flores is now with the Dolphins, and he may not be uh, – you may not have a head coaching track record, but he was a defensive coordinator for Super Bowl winning teams. You know, he yeah. helped run that defense. He, he knows what he's doing. Um, you know, Gase never really had a, he had maybe a couple of good years, but if your entire resume is, well, Peyton Manning played really well under me. Well, that's Peyton Manning. You know, I think he would have played better with me. We played, he would have, he would have been a hall of famer with me as his offensive coordinator. Um, but you know, like I said, I think he's got a lot of talent and I think if he could just get out of his own way and not stir it up, that, that team could, you know, challenge and, beat teams and win games. But I think ultimately he's going to be their undoing. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talked about this before we went on air. Uh, you know, Jamal Adams, stud safety. He's already he's already begging to get out of there. He doesn't like the way things are being run. You know, he, 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 he sees himself as a superstar safety, which he is. And he's like, listen, I don't, you know, I don't want to go down with this ship. You know, I see this as a sinking ship under this guy. And I don't want to, I don't want to be here when it goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, their their drafts. Uh, I'll give you their draft, not by players because we're not we're we're not gonna sit here and give you every single player. Uh, but pretty much positions, they went offensive tackle, they went wide receiver, safety, defensive end, running back, quarterback, offensive tackle, cornerback, and a punter. Uh, you know, most drafts are hit or miss. Uh, a lot you a lot of times won't see most of these guys. Uh, real, really perform and, you know, plug up a hole that you, you might need on that team. Uh, they ended seventh in defense, top 10 defense, not a, ba- not a horrible defense, not a bad defense. Uh, you know, a formidable defense that you go, okay, these guys could maybe save some games. They'll get stops yeah. when it needed to, to happen. They got, to, um, they got some players on that defense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this division in particular is very important because you – uh, Tom Brady's not in New England anymore, but you also don't want to give the ball back to, like, let's say the Patriots in the fourth quarter when you need to score a touchdown. And Bill Belichick still was a mind, and right. let's see how that pans out. But you never want to give back the ball to the team that you're, you know, if you're behind. And with the offense being dead last, uh, it seems like that's going to be a thing where they might have to come back in games unless they get ahead early. Uh, and that could be sort of an issue with not, you know, like not a San Francisco defense where you know it's going to be three right. and out. Um, that could be an issue. 
Uh, Sar uh, Sam Darnold, I think, is good. Uh, I think he's, a, he's what we see now in the NFL more than ever and a lot more than back in the day you see system guys. You know, Ryan Tannehill, right. a huge paycheck, and he's a system quarterback, you know, to his best ability. Right. Uh, can Sam Darnold, you know, is he going to be a top five quarterback? I don't think he ever will be a top five quarterback. I don't see the talent there. Uh, but is he a quarterback that could win some games for you and maybe get you to the playoffs someday if you have a team yeah. built around yeah. him? And Definitely. he fits in the system? Absolutely. He's, he's, a, good, he's, he's a great quarterback. Uh, and then Le'Veon Bell, the team really – you talk about the Jets and they're going to go – is Le'Veon Bell going to be the old Le'Veon Bell or – are guys going to be able to open up holes for him? Is he going to be able to perform? You know, uh, Sam Darnold does have to open up the field for Le'Veon Bell. And then that, and then since we're talking about ego and Le'Veon Bell, now they just signed Frank Gore. I love Frank Gore. I'm a huge Frank Gore fan. And Frank Gore is the type of guy that will quietly come in and he'll spell Le'Veon Bell and maybe look better than him in a couple of games. And then Gase is going to see that and say, hey, you know, let's give the ball to Gore a little bit more like he did when he was out here in Miami. And then what, what's, you know, is Le'Veon Bell's very brittle, you know, ego going to get hurt? And then he's going to be pouting in week 10, you know, because Gore is getting more carries than he is. I can see that happening. And that things like that are going to implode the Jets, you yeah. know, because on paper, defensively and offensively, especially with Mikhail, especially the draft, they have a lot of talent. You know, they have a lot of talent on paper, but – they also got a couple of guys that are a little bit diva-ish. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and Gase isn't exactly the best psychologist working with those guys. And instead of kind of meshing them into the team, he tends to piss them off. Yeah. And when he does that, things tend to – that's what I'm talking about. I think that things are going to start imploding around week 10 or 11, and they're going to be maybe a 500 team, and they're just going to go down and, you know, maybe end up winning maybe five or six games where they could have been, you know, an 8-8, eight 9-17. Eight, yeah, go downhill from there. And the Jets, yeah. uh, going to the schedule, uh, they start at Buffalo. That's a loss. They go to San Francisco. That's a loss. They go at Colts. That's a loss. Denver, maybe that's your first win, but uh, I still think Denver is a better team than you. And we'll go from there. Arizona, I think that's, you know, even at home or away, you're – yeah. They're running into a team that's first in a real tough division, so they're fighting for their life since week one. Right. And uh, good luck with that. The Chargers, there's no maybe that's your first win. But it's at Chargers, uh, which is not an easy place uh, to, to play at. Right. Uh, and then you go back Buffalo, Kansas City, New England, at Miami, uh, and then you get your bye week. At Miami, division game, pretty much toss the coin. Sometimes you beat us. Sometimes, you know, we, right. we get the better you. But you're in Miami. I, I don't think Miami gonna, is going to lose in Miami to the Jets this year. Uh, and then you get a bye week. Then you go Miami, Vegas, Seattle, Rams, Cleveland, New England. It's a rough yes. – that is a rough, rough schedule. And, man, just from glancing, you maybe go possibly one, possibly two – uh, two, three, four, maybe, and you know, those three and four really, it's it's fighting for your life, really. Um, it's not an easy schedule, and they're definitely going to be last place in this division. 
uh, even with all the question marks happening in New England, the question marks in Miami, um, I don't see them being any better than fourth and maybe yeah. the first overall pick. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the first overall pick, but I, I can see them winning, you know, five, six games. And like I said, tailing off later in the year. And the schedule is going to have a lot to do with that. Um, but I, I, I just I, – I think they're headed for typical, you know, uh, drama disaster. Um, and, then, and then on top of that, they're going to have a tough schedule where even if they had things together, they got to the, – the team they're facing – Probably going to be better than them. There's going to be better coach, better better players, and it's going to beat them. You know, so we'll see. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I don't see. The, I don't see them finishing any higher than than, than last. Yeah, yeah. I, and neither do I. Uh, and and not even close, really. Um, and then here comes that part where everyone goes, "Well, here comes the Dolphins." Not so much. Hold your horses and give us like five minutes to explain ourselves, because I know everyone's losing their minds. They're like, what do you mean? Nah, this and that. The Patriots are better than the Dolphins. Blah, 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 blah. I get it. I get it. The Patriots have been the most dominant team ever. Uh, they have the best coach ever. Uh, but they lost Tom Brady. Not only did they, did they lose Tom Brady, but they lost Rob Gronkowski. They lost half that damn roster. Yeah. Yeah, they lost a linebacker to the Dolphins. Uh, so there's a lot of question marks in the Patriots. I have the Patriots in a, close, in a close third place. But I said last episode, I have them out of the playoffs. I'm sticking to my guns. I have the Patriots out of the playoffs. They have too many question marks. And even with Bill Belichick being the coach that we know he is, when it comes down to talent and as far as, you know, how good they could be, I don't see them being better than the Dolphins. Right. No, I, I just think they lost way too much. I still think they could finish, you know, with coaching and and things bouncing their way and maybe, you know, Jared Steidem or, or, or maybe Hoyer, you know, pulls out a win here and there. But, you know, they, they just lost way too much. And this is not like years past where, oh, we won a Super Bowl and we lost, you know, people in free agency, but we reloaded. No, you lost team captains. You lost – your all-world best-of-all-time quarterback, you lost your star tight end, you lost your star linebacker, you lost half your defensive line, you lost your other starting cornerback opposite Stephon Gilmore. You know, I think you, you lost Chung either not through free agency, but I think he got hurt or something. You lost, I think they lost way too much, and I, and I don't think you're going to tell me that either Jared Steidem or, or Brian Hoyer throwing to, to solely um, – uh, uh, Edelman is going to get you 11-12 wins, you know, and, and and their defense was faltering last year. I mean, they got run over in the playoffs, you know, so, and they lost arguably, other than Stephon Gilmore, everybody you consider to be their Pro Bowl, team captain, really good player to position, they, they're all gone. And I think they had a pretty solid draft and I think they did well and they're they're they're, they're, they're in a real they're in a rebuild, reload year, but I don't. I just can't see them saying, "Oh yeah, I mean, we're going to pick up right where we left off. We're going to win 11, 12 games, and we're going to win the division." I, I, like you said, I don't even see them better than the Dolphins. You know, they couldn't beat the Dolphins at when they were at home in the last game of the year when the Dolphins were, you know, the Dolphins, and they had they had a team that went to the playoffs. 
and they couldn't beat him. So, uh, I mean, you lost Tom Brady. You know, I, I, like I said, because they still have Belichick, because they still have, you know, some kind of talent, and because Belichick just finds a way to win games, I could see them winning seven, eight games maybe. But I don't think, I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs. And I, and I think they're going to finish either with the same record or maybe one game behind Miami. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's going to be close, and it, it it might come down to the to the two divisional games. Like you know, like yeah. Miami starts in New England. Um, Good. <laughs> yeah, which I, I I think is great for Miami, and and not to say that we're going to step all over them because we're we're not going to. That's that's not going to happen. Um, but I I do have the Dolphins winning that game in New England to start the season and start the season off on on the right foot. Um, and the Patriots starting off pretty rough, and they start the season. They go, they start at home in New England versus Miami, a divisional game. <clears throat> then they go all the way to Seattle to play a Seattle team that, you know, I, I haven't looked at their specific schedule, but it's never easy to go into Seattle. No. The game. Um, and again, they're in that real tough, uh, comp, or sorry, division where they have to win almost every single game to even be considered to start yeah. um, or to win. Um, and then you go Vegas at Kansas City and then back to Denver, and then you finally have your bye week. So have a bye week to go at home against San Francisco, and then you start the rest of the schedule. They were, they were, they were the first-place team last season, so their schedule is not easy. They're not gonna, they, they don't have an easy schedule, no matter how you look at it. Um, and for a team that lost so many pieces and they're, you know, I wouldn't say they hit the rebuild button. They haven't done that. And they're still going to be fun to watch. And you still have a lot of storylines with Bill Belichick being there and, and all that. But they have a lot of things to replace. And that first four or five games is brutal. I mean, you, you if you don't beat Miami – and you don't beat the Raiders, you might be looking at a 0-5, 6 start. And that that's be, unheard of. I mean, that would be that would be like uh, I mean that would that would be the lead story every every, every day on ESPN because that's uh, that's unacceptable. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you've, been waiting, you've been winning for 20 years. That's completely unacceptable. It doesn't matter who you lost. Yeah, but, I, uh, I, I don't want to practice like tank for Trevor thing. Because I think they're good enough not to be the first overall pick. And I don't think Bill Belichick, by any means, is a tank coach. He's going to no. try to beat you no matter what. Um, and Kraft also, they're they're going to want to win. And they're going to want to keep their name up in that, you know, dynasty level. Um, oh, yeah. L listen, Belichick right now wants nothing more than to find a way, some miraculous way, under Brian Hoyer, Jared Steidem, or whoever the hell they put it behind a quarterback, and to find a couple of guys they drafted and and somehow win 10, 11, 12 games and say, yeah, it was all me. Yeah. I can win with anybody. You know, he, he that's what he wants. That's what he wants, and that's what he's going to shoot for. I don't think he's going to get it, but that's what he's going to shoot for. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were first in defense, but they're going to take a step back. Uh, they might still be a top 10 defense, maybe. Uh, I still don't think so. And then their offense, I mean, look, uh, they, they're, they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack offense just because that system will still work. 
uh, right. but they're definitely not going to be a top uh, top offense. And they didn't do much on their draft either. One safety, outside linebacker, outside linebacker, because they have to replace their defense. They're trying to replace Rob Gronkowski. Uh, they took two titans back-to-back. Then they took a pace kicker, uh, guard, offensive tackle, linebacker, and a center. Um, so you, you, you can – the Patriots are the Patriots, but they, they didn't draft too strong either. Um, and there, there's a lot of holes there. And then brings us to our team, and this is not going to be a biased uh, comment. Uh, we have the Dolphins in second. I have the Dolphins in the playoffs. I think they're good enough, and their schedule helps them, which has not happened in the past, lately at least. Um, and I think they're good enough. They have enough pieces to squeeze into the playoffs or at least be in the talk at the end of the season. Another thing I like in their schedule is that their bye week is late compared to it being early. You get to rest, you know, like that week nine and ten, you get to have that week off, relax, get your body reset in a, in, in a team like this that is going to be battling all, all season long. It's very important. You rest your body. Maybe a Ryan Fitzpatrick is, you know, let me knock on wood, is maybe hurt, something like that. Um, and it, it gives you a reset button at the end of the season compared to, you know, week four or five. Uh, and I think it helps them out. I um, – and we've talked about this. And, again, I'm trying to be totally unbiased here. But the, the interesting about the Dolphins is – they had such a, a huge, for obvious reasons, they had a huge um, roster turnover with free agency and the draft picks and Tua and everything. And, you know, with the pedestrian roster they had last year, they managed to win five games. Um, but this year, I mean, like I've, to, I've talked to a lot of people and I've told them, it could go so many ways. You know, they could sit Tua his entire year or play him, you know, week 16, 17, and run behind Fitzpatrick and the two running backs they got, which I love them both. I really do. I love Matt Brieta and I love um, the kid they got from uh, God, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, the, the kid from uh, I can't, I, I can't. Um, the kid they got from uh, from from the Eagles. Um, God, why, why can't I look it up? I can't think of his name right now. But anyway, I'll. I'll, I'll but uh, but I, I love both running backs. Um, you know, I, the, I think the receiver core was, was solid last year. Um, it all, I think it's all going to come down to can they find a way to finally fix their problem at the offensive line? If they do, you know, I can see them winning between seven and nine games. Um, high end, they can win nine if, you know, a couple of things bounce their way. I'll give you an example. Last year when they played at the Jets, I think our kicker had like, seven field goals and we lost by a point or something like that. Yeah. And it was a bad call late in the game. But that squad had no business even being in that game. And still they almost beat the Jets. With this squad, whatever the squad is, whether it's two under center, whether, you know, whether they figured it out, whether they've got better, whether they got a lot better, this squad is con- is considerably better than last year's squad. So games like that, they're going to win versus just barely lose. You know, um, 
So I, I now I don't know where it's going to go. It could be a situation where they start with Fitzpatrick and maybe he gets hurt and maybe they got to play Rosen or maybe Tua beats him out in camp. And they go with Tua. Really hurt. Can we not say that anymore? Jeez. You know, the, the, it, could, it, it could go so many different ways. But uh, I think they're gonna be. It's gonna be a great, um, you know, a great amount of storylines to follow throughout the season. Um, but I, you know, I, listen. I'm, I'm drinking the. I said it before, and I'll say it again. I am drinking the Kool Aid on Brian Flores. I will follow whatever he says. If he says I'm sitting Tua the whole year and I'll play him later in the year, and we you know if we finish 500, we're, our our goal with Tua is 2021. Fine. If Tua rocks training camp and he beats everybody out, and the doctors give him the clear. And they start on week one, then let's run with Tua. I don't. I wouldn't do that, but I will follow whatever they say. Um, but I, I think they've added enough talent where with the talent they've added and a coach like Flores, he can get maybe eight, nine wins out of that, you know, out of that squad. I don't have them in the playoffs, but I think because of the way the division shakes out, I think they could be tied with or slightly better than the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. And they – they have to get better, you know. If I'm gonna be biased, I'm gonna have them in, in the. I'll be that. I'll be that guy on the episode. Uh, I do have them in the playoffs, not by a lot, but I do have them in there. But they have to get better on offense and on defense. They they ended up, you know, like I, I don't even want to say because it's pretty much like on the bottom of the pack. No, oh, yeah. Um, one one thing that you look at, you go turnovers. They didn't turn over the ball a lot, and a team that gets better on offense and a team that gets better on defense and does not turn over the ball, those real tight games that come down to, to the field goals and you're in a game that you have no business being in, uh, those type of games, you never know. The Dolphins might be able to flip the coin and, and win some of those games. And that's that's what I see. Like, uh, um, By the way, the running back is Jordan Howard. That's, that's the guy, the Jordan name Howard, I yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jordan Howard. Which yeah. him and Breda is going to be very exciting to watch. I, I think that's going to be great. Um, anyway, you were saying – about and, and and you're no you're and you're right you know a guy like Flores finds a way to win a game that maybe you should lose he did it five times last year yeah they shouldn't have won any of those any of the five games they won you know even the Bengals game they were you know they 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 they, they, they almost lost and and they won but but with the talent they've added and again I'm not saying that they added you know uh, Tom Brady or they added anybody. Like that, but there is a lot of hype behind them, and if if they hit on half the, they I, I saw a stat where between the draft and free agency, they brought in thirty three new players that can all vie for starting positions or playing time. Think about that. There's only twenty two starting positions on offense and defense combined. They brought in thirty three new players. There's a lot well, of that's, that, that that are going to be playing for contracts and playing for position. Exactly, yeah. and, and it's very, and think, it's uh, very Bill Belichick-ish. Yes, he's totally, he's entirely. And by the way, I am gonna gonna copyright and uh, and trademark this. I I have a new phrase called Belichickian. He's Belichick Belichickian. He's <laughs> Mike Belichick, so he's Belichickian. <laughs> so I I think there. Is, and there is something in there. You know, copyright. Write that down. Yeah, copyright. Copyright infringement from here on in. <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons, Brian Flores is entirely Belichickian. Adam Gase wants to be Belichickian. Uh, in, 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 because he's a trained owner. Uh, what's his name? Um, Nick Saban 
is entirely Belichickian. Yeah. You know, um, but Flores, but but then again, Flores, uh, another thing he has is he is a player's coach. A Didn't player. I, I saw a, a while back there was like a like a, a family tree of like coaches that coach yes. Didn't Saban coach under yes. Bill Belichick? Yes. And then they all I came from Parcell, the right? Huh? They came from Parcell? Yes. So, yeah. I want to say I want to say it was with when when Belichick coached the Browns, Saban coached like their special teams or something, like that. but he he coached under him, yeah. um, and Gase worked under them in some facet, um, but but yeah, I mean you could see you could see Brian Flores that 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 kind of guy, but he's entirely a lot more personable. But then at, at the same time, as personable as he is with the community, with his players, with the media. He's also, you know, he takes his business. He doesn't take any crap from anybody. Yeah. You know, he and when I remember early in the year when, when they were when they were losing game after game, he would he faced the music. He said, "Listen, we're doing what we're doing, and we're we got a plan. And I know you guys don't believe me, but we have a plan, and we're gonna follow it, and we're gonna stick to it, and we're gonna get better. And little by little, they got better. You know, and then that that that's when and and that's why I think he manages to get players that don't even belong in the league." To not only play, but they get better. So if he could do that with the rookies and the free agents we brought in, you know, I think it's, it can it can turn into nine wins, eight wins, and then going forward, God willing, Tua stays healthy. Next year, they could say, okay, now we found out who could play. Right. Now we fix the offensive line. Now we're 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 really gonna challenge for the division. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And I like last season. I think it was like the first season ever that. I was actually upset that the Dolphins won a game. Like <laughs> it was like Sunday at eight o'clock. I was getting out of work and I was looking at scores, and I'm like, "Why are we still winning games?" <laughs> uh, but Brian Flores, he's he's that type of a guy that he's bringing in a lot of people, and he's very much about like fight your, fight for your position. But he's he is a player. Right. He's a player's coach. Right. Where he's going to support his guys, the locker room is going to be close, and that uh, it, it really does it, it does help you out in, in clutch situations. Um, and you know the the draft we got two, and we we traded we like next year we have the first and the second uh, round pick of Houston. We have two firsts and two so seconds next year. Houston, if you're if you're listening, go ahead and uh, flop the season and yes, we'll goes one and two. Thank you. Lose all 16 games. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not happen. They got the Sean Watson. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, look, looking at their schedule, uh, that's Seattle, San Francisco, Denver, Chargers, Rams, and then Arizona, and then Jets. That's really – that's where you're going to make or break the season. You know, those right. four games, it's very hard. I do have them going into New England, uh, winning that game. Uh, versus Buffalo at home, I'm going to take Miami at, uh, against Buffalo in Miami. Uh, early in the season, you know, I'll, I'll take them. Right. I think they're good enough to fight with them, especially like it's a division, so it's always a toss. So I'm going to take Miami. At Jacksonville, I, I don't see them losing that game at all. And, uh, you know, I at Jacksonville is another right. the Jets. They're like in shambles. Uh, but then you start the Seattle, San Fran, at San Fran, at Denver is not an easy place to go into, no matter who is on the field. 
it's always hard to go into Denver and win a game. Uh, Chargers is a winnable game. The Rams, we'll see what Rams we get this year. If we get the bad Rams, maybe we toss it up and we'll go, all right, maybe the Dolphins won by a field goal. But I, the Rams are going to win that game. Um, and at Arizona, I, I think that's a, a, a big question, question mark, and it's going to be a super fun game to watch. Yeah, I believe that. Um, so, with that being said, the Dolphins in second place. You say out of the playoffs. I say in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, the hairs of their chinny chin chin. Um, and we'll go to the probably I I I, I would I consider them the most exciting team to watch going into the season because they they're building on a two seasons now back to back going into the playoffs. They've added Stephon Diggs. Um, they, they're just an exciting team to watch. And I'm a tough fan. I'm saying this. I like watching the Bills. This Bills team play, I, I enjoy watching them on TV uh, mm-hmm. just because they have so much talent and they're young and they're hungry. Mm-hmm. I have them winning the division and I have them second in the AFC in the AFC championship game. I don't have them in the playoffs or sorry, in the Super Bowl because they're Patrick Mahomes, but it's going to be fun to watch. But they do have a lot of question marks. And well, what I see in the Bills is they're extremely well coached. They have a great defense. It's all going to come down to me to Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. If Josh Allen takes a step as a quarterback, as a as a thrower, and Stephon Diggs plays like he played two years ago, then all the picks that they gave up for him are worth it. They can take that next step, which they've been they've been progressing up, upward, trending upward completely, and. I think the you know the, the 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 phrase that gets used a lot, and for them, especially in the playoffs, is they're going to be a hard out. Yeah. If you got to play, they're, they're going to be like what the Titans were last year. If you got to play them in the playoffs, you may beat them, but it's going to take every ounce of luck and power and will to get past this team because they're very well coached, they're very talented, and they're hard nosed, and they're going to run, and they're going to do you know they, they the, the both lines are very well structured. Um, you know, they're going to be gonna beat you in the trenches for sure. There's not a lot of teams that can beat those guys in the trenches. Yeah. They have yeah. a very strong defensive line and a, and a good offensive line. On both sides, extremely strong. Uh, Tredavious White is probably one of the top three corners in the league, cover corners. Like I said, uh, my thing with them is it all, it's all going to come down to Josh Allen. You know, can he – I know he can make plays. I know he can make plays with his legs. I know he can make things happen. I know he can win you games. But especially when it gets to the playoffs, can he make the throws? Can he find Stephon Diggs? Can Stephon Diggs capture some of that magic that he had two years ago? Because if they do, then maybe I can see them in the AFC title game. I don't have them in the AFC title game, but I do have them in the divisional. And even in the divisional, whoever faces them, whether it's the Chiefs or the Ravens, it's going to be a tough out. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't think they're too far off the AFC championship game with the with the way they're they're projecting and and, and the path that they're taking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I, I have them in the AFC Championship game. The only thing, and and it's not the only reason, because I don't think the Bills are, are, are by any means ready to win this year. Um, I, I think, you know, like, you know, if Josh Allen makes a pass here and there, then maybe the Bills, yeah, maybe we'll see the Bills in the, in the Super Bowl. But I don't see Kansas City having to go into Buffalo 
with that weather and Patrick Mahomes can't throw the ball. And then now then it turns into one of these tough running games and defensive games. And that's one thing. Look, I hate watching Dolphins go into Buffalo in December. It is the <laughs> most brutal game. This year they're going in in January. <laughs> they're yeah. going in January 3rd. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's at the end of the season, which I'm hoping they already clinched. And they're like, I'm going to bench everyone. <laughs> and the Dolphins sneak out of there with the win. And maybe it's the win to get them into the playoffs. Who knows? But uh, I, I, I don't think the Bills are going to start their guys regardless. I, they, they know they can beat the Dolphins, I think. Um, especially in the playoffs. I don't think the Dolphins are ready for, for anything in the playoffs. Um, but they're, they're very – they have a lot of energy. You know, and yeah. it's – so not to get very technical, they're they're a rough team. They're a rough team to beat. Like you look at the team in and out, Singletary, uh, Josh Allen, now Stephon Diggs. You know he's one of the best wide receivers in, in, in the NFL. That defense, you know, I can't name guys off the top of my head, but they they're smashed mouth and they're in your face and they're gonna play you tough. Oh yeah. So, and, and McDermott is and McDermott is a no nonsense coach. He's smart, you know. He's not gonna take chances. He's not flashy. He's not, you know, exuberant. But he, you know, those he's got those players believing in it, and they're hard nosed. They're smart, you know. They're they're tough. And like I said, it, it, it's a lot like the Titans were last year. They're gonna be a very very hard out, and especially in the playoffs, it's gonna be very very tough to beat them. Um, like I said, they're to me they're trending upward. I definitely see them winning the division, um, and they're not. They're going to go how Josh Allen goes. Um, if Josh Allen takes a miraculous, a huge step forward, then I could see them in the AFC title game. And then maybe next year we were talking about them as Super Bowl contenders. You know, the, with, the, with the way they keep progressing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they have to. They ended like bottom of the pack uh, on offense, so they have to improve that tremendously. Um, and also, they need to improve it also to, to take some of that pressure off the defense. I give that. Defense, plenty of time to rest and make them right. go the whole season. You, you, you don't want to put too much pressure on the defense. So they have to get better on offense. And they're going to get better on offense, I think. Um, defense, they ended third. They added a defensive end in the second round, which is, I, I, I guess, was one of their needs to put more pressure on the quarterback to make that defense stronger. Um, they, which I, I don't think it matters. They drafted a quarterback. Uh, they drafted two wide receivers and a quarterback, and a kicker. So, very, like, it was a very straight-to-the-point, uh, straight-to-the-point draft. Right. We're going to take the, the, the position we need to keep our defense this strong and maybe stronger, and let's help with wide receivers, which is obviously what they need to spread the field more, um, and it's going to be fun to watch it. Uh, they got to improve on turnovers. They got to improve on offense. And their defense just needs to stay, if not better, stay the same for sure. I agree. Um, but again, I, I like their team. Um, they're, you know, they're gonna give up. They're gonna give, they're gonna give a lot of teams a lot of headaches. Um, whether you're game planning against the possibility that Josh Allen could squirt out and and make a play with his feet, or whether you're you're you know you're game planning against that defense and how you're gonna attack them. You know, because you're not just going to run all over them. You're not just going to pass all over them. You know, they have an incredible front seven. And when you actually throw the ball out, 
Tredavious White is is you can make a case he's the number one shutdown corner in the league. He's that good, you know. So uh, it, it, they, they are going to be fun to watch. Um, they have a lot of good young talent. Uh, they're very well coached, and and you know we'll see. Like I said, uh, as 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 the season progresses, late in December, January into the playoffs, you know what Josh Allen does and and what you know what plays he can make. And and that I think that's that's ultimately what's going to decide their fate. Yeah, yeah. Their 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 schedule uh, is it's loading right now, uh, but it, it's not particularly super tough. You you do have a a stretch uh, where you go. They go. Give me a second here because a. Okay, here we go. We go. They start with the Jets. That's a win at Miami. and have them losing. Uh, so they're going to start one and one Then they get the Rams at Vegas, at Tennessee, maybe a playoff matchup. They get Kansas City at home is very important, and that is uh, maybe a playoff preview. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how they pan out there. Um, at Jets, they should win that game. New England, I have them sweeping New England. They're going to beat New England. Uh, Seattle, and then they get at Arizona. It's not a two like a three game stretch there. You, I still have them beating New England, but it is a divisional game, so it's always tough. But I have them beating them. Uh, then they get the bye week, they get to rest, and they get Chargers, San Francisco, Pittsburgh at Denver at New England, and then they end at home with Miami. So their schedule, for the most part, is you look at their schedule, you go, well, they're definitely going to win a lot of games. Uh, they're not going to go undefeated by any means, but they're going to win a lot of games. And their schedule's not super, super tough where you go, oh, my God, there's like right. a stretch of like five ridiculously hard games. And their real, they're, they're real tough stretch comes with the bye week in between. So, like, let's say you slip up, boom, you lose two games. Oh, maybe it's the first two losses of the season. You get a bye week, you get to reset, and then you keep going with the season. And uh, a, a team like that. They're, it, it's, I don't see, I don't put them up against a lot of teams and be like, oh, these guys, you know, the Bills are one of those teams that they, they are a team to beat. Um, and everyone's going to play them hard. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I could see them winning, you know, 12, 13 games um, just because, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, they're going to be tougher. Um, then the, the other team, they're gonna you're gonna be more well coached than the other team, and they're gonna make more plays. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that is the AFC East. We'll bring you more divisions later on. Uh, big shout out to Big D, Danny Miami doing some real good stuff with Fight On. Uh, Game On is working hard. Uh, I don't know if this one will be on YouTube. Most likely it will be. Um, and let's keep this ball rolling. I don't know what division we're going to do next, but please keep uh, keep tuned in. Uh, we'll be bringing you a lot more content, getting into each and every single division, bringing you more information on what players got drafted, uh, looking at schedules. And we're going to go all the way out and give our full divisional predictions. Johnny, do you have anything? Uh, I can't wait. I mean, I, I, I think it's great for the fans to, you know, to, to – of whatever team they might follow to be able to say, okay, um, you know, to, to have a recap of, because remember it's, 
it's been a really long off season for obvious reasons because of COVID-19 and, and the coronavirus. And, and we've had a lot of time to think and, and we all want football to come back. And, but, you know, for a lot of teams, you know, a lot, a lot of things have still happened, even though they're not in training camp yet, even though we're sort of trying to figure out the season. Uh, a lot of things have happened since the Super Bowl, uh, which by the way was down here, uh, which is crazy. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I look forward to, to breaking down all the other divisions and, and all, and all the ways that, 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 that the season can go. Uh, there's a lot of storylines, you know, across every single division, um, including ours. Uh, so, you know, I look forward to the next one and everybody stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. I think in general, AFC is, is going to be fun to watch, even with the bad Jets, it's still going to be a fun division to watch. It always is not because we're documented, but because it is a very fun division to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that being said, guys, good night. Thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned. Good night. Good night. Oh, no!